0: Welcome. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Colin O'Brien. Colin, are you ready to do this? Absolutely. All right, let's go. Colin is the head of marketing with Rubik. They're a leading cross-swap service that allows users to swap assets between major blockchains in one click for the lowest fees. Colin, I'm excited to have you on. Tell us a little about your personal life, more about your work, and why you do what you do.
1: Absolutely. Appreciate it. Um these days, I'm a family man, uh, married. I got a, a daughter now who's 16 months old, uh, a fun age, everyone tells me, and uh, they're absolutely <laughs> correct. Um, and uh, working with Rubik, doing, doing marketing with them has been uh, absolutely thrilling for me. I've always been a, a big tech lover throughout my entire life. Um, and when crypto started to click for me many years ago and getting invested into the industry, getting invested in the space, um, and then watching it grow and evolve over the last five years has been, uh, tremendously exciting. And now working in the industry, getting to see what takes place behind the scenes has been, uh, just it's, it's, it's a dream come true.
0: Awesome. Well, it's been, uh, certainly the last five years, um, that's probably around my exposure to the world of 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 crypto assets and cryptocurrency and blockchain and it's been fascinating to to go from zero knowledge to whatever speed i'm traveling at now probably 45 miles an hour roughly speaking um and now we have obviously everything that's going on with ftx which i'm sure makes your job a lot more interesting yeah where do you think that 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 we are You know there was web the first web then the web one web two web three where are we kind of at with with um with blockchain
1: i think where we are right now is late 90s early 2000s if we're comparing it to web two and um and 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 getting you know the the dot com boom and then bust i feel like we're kind of going through that bust cycle right now Hmm. um especially with the, the all the ftx and alameda stuff um and you're, you're just seeing all the negative market sentiment right now. It's not too dissimilar from what, you know, the, the dot-com companies experienced in, in 99, 2000, 2001. Um, I, I really think we are right there in terms of um, progress for the industry as a whole. Um, and if you're talking more specifically about potential uh, metaverse, right, VR, AR style interaction for uh, the average person. I think if you would have told people in the early nineties that they'd be able to pull up in their phone and do all the things we could do today, they would have laughed and said, no, that's like from the Jetsons, you know, that's going to be 50, 60, 70 years away. uh, Yet here we are. So I think we're in terms of the metaverse and in terms of AR and, 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 and VR and stuff um, we're in the early nineties in terms of, public perception towards it and whether or not it will be uh feasible, right? To 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 go to these virtual spaces and interact with commerce and and purchase things and and go to concerts and sporting events, all in like a, a virtual way. Um, it's still very early and I and I think most people are discounting that as something that that won't uh come to fruition, but I think they're sort of the mistake.
0: So I introduced you and we talked about Rubik. It's a leading cross chain swap service. Now, there are words there and I just read them, but I don't know that I know what that means.
1: (laughs) Sure, sure. I'd be happy to explain it. Um, Basically, what Rubik is doing is creating a tech suite for Web3 development. Um, So we we pivoted a couple of times and the, the project has definitely evolved over the last two years into something much different from its original inception Um, as time has gone on we realized there needs to be a solution in the industry that aggregates all the different work that's being done by different companies in terms of providing liquidity sourcing liquidity exchanging the liquidity across different blockchain networks and housing everything in one simple Easy to integrate software development kit to enable developers who know nothing about blockchain, who are web two developers, to be able to jump into the web three space without complication, right? We're trying to remove a lot of the pain points that crypto currently has for developers by making it all hidden on the back end from users and making it very, very easy for uh, you know, app developers to be able to navigate in this web three environment without having to concern themselves with learning in a whole new host of languages and all the the the, the muddled infrastructure that we're currently trying to work through right now
0: is there a easy is is there a, a an example maybe you can share say this you know you're interested in doing an app like this but here are sort of the challenges here are some of those existing blocks that you're talking about
1: Sure, right now, um think of any app that you would use to purchase something or use a service, you're linking your bank account, you're linking a credit card, a debit card. Um we're making that possible but in a web3 environment so that you can now interact with crypto in a decentralized way, um you know, chain agnostic, right? So it doesn't matter what application uh or where the, where the network um, the application is lo- located on which network, that doesn't matter, right? I should just be able to use an application on my mobile device or on my PC um, and not not concern myself with the, the rigmarole of trying to figure out, okay, how do I get value from this blockchain network to another? I have money, it's worth something, let me use it. That's what we're enabling on. You know, for users, for, for the individual to experience Web3. It needs to be a seamless experience. Um, And so that's why we're doing things like we have an upcoming feature where we have a fiat on ramp built right into our software development kit. So, you know, a particular application on your phone uh, integrates our software development kit. Now you can link a credit card or a debit card and purchase crypto right there inside the application and then go to another application that may have the Rubik SDK and use that crypto, even if it's on a completely separate blockchain network that's what we're aiming to do to make it uh you know ready for mass adoption for not just users but developers as well
0: got it and that 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 was helpful because i'm more of a what time is it versus how does the watch actually work kind of a person (laughs) so i'm 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 the consumer which i certainly am i've I've got my phone and or i've i've got my my headset on and i'm going through different worlds And on my end i've got i'm banking with 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 chase i've got a a a wallet and i want to be able to use those things and buy things in all the different places that i go to and i don't care you know what the back end looks like i just want to be able to purchase is that what we're talking about
1: exactly yes and and we're not limiting it to just transferring value between networks um, we are going to be incorporating NFT bridges. Uh, for you listeners out there unfamiliar with that acronym, get ready because you're going to hear it everywhere in the, the coming decade. Uh, NFT stands for non-fungible tokens, something that's not divisible. So it represents uh, a digital asset, um, and you know I think gaming is going to be very huge for NFTs. Um, and eventually, once we get uh, a number of different governments around the world on board with crypto, uh, you're going to start to see things like licenses and deeds and titles and certificates and things like that being issued for as NFTs. Um, Same goes for for normal business, right? Um, uh, Invoices, bill of ladings, things like that will be NFTs. So we're we're trying to build an environment where people can interact the way they do today, but everything is on the blockchain, right? So so it's transferring NFTs between blockchain networks between apps. Again, it shouldn't matter where the app is located. We're we're trying to operate in a blockchain agnostic way. Um, We currently have 26 blockchains that are part of the ecosystem um, and we're servicing over 15,500 tokens. Um, So beyond the NFTs, beyond moving value, uh, we also want to provide oracles and signals for applications to be able to pull data from multiple sources, whether it be off-chain, it's not on any blockchain network, it's, it's getting a data feed from somewhere else, or it's from a, an entirely separate blockchain network. Um, we want to be able to provide that in one comprehensive software package where, again, people can just make it easy to, to integrate Web3 directly into their application. They don't need to preoccupy themselves with having to learn about all the nuances of blockchain technology.
0: Got it. So fifteen hundred tokens, I think, is is, is is what you said roughly, and I think I understand that. Uh,
1: fifteen thousand.
0: Fifteen thousand.
1: If, if I said fifteen hundred, I misspoke.
0: I'm sure you said. I'm sure that you did not. All right. So fifteen thousand. So that's that. That's more. Twenty six blockchains. Is is that a lot? How many blockchains are there roughly?
1: Well, uh, operating mainnets right now, there's around hundred and fifty blockchain networks. Okay. Um, Twenty six mm-hmm. is a robust amount um and we're going to continue servicing uh you know more and more blockchains as time goes on. I'm one to believe that as we progress and the the industry matures, that number will whittle down as things start consolidating. Um but there will be different blockchain networks servicing different application environments, right? There are going to be some networks that cater to data storage. There will be others that cater to uh, commerce, right? Being able to process thousands, tens of thousands of transactions per second. Um, some that are going to be more conducive for gaming um, and some that may be more conducive for social media platforms, right? So there will be different um, environments that attract those applications based on the logic governing those chains. Um, now, for those maybe not too familiar with, with blockchain tech, you have uh, different block sizes and different times that those blocks will get packed with information and then locked and then put into a sequence on the chain. Um, Those all factor in, you have to weigh the pros and cons of of how big those blocks are and how fast they can be closed. Um, And and again, those specific parameters will dictate certain environments that attract certain applications. So we see a multi-blockchain future as an inevitability and a necessity just based on the logic and the math that governs the industry as a whole. Um, so, and again, there's going to not just be one chain that has a monopoly over, you know, data chains, right? Like I'm a firm believer that there's usually two major competitors and then a distant third, all operating, all being very successful, but you you do have usually two to three uh, people in a, in a niche space. Um, so we see that evolving and there being anywhere from you know, at least a dozen, if not two dozen to three dozen major blockchain networks when the dust settles 10, 20 years from now. And apps have kind of consolidated to their respective networks.
0: Is there one Bitcoin or one blockchain that handles all Bitcoin or is Bitcoin spread across several different blockchains?
1: Well, Bitcoin is its own blockchain. Bitcoin is is the first major blockchain, right? The first one that had a, a Byzantine fault tolerance. Um, and there are wrapped versions of Bitcoin that exist on a number of different blockchains, but Bitcoin in and of itself is like the original, uh, blockchain. It's, it's the, it's the iPhone one of blockchains.
0: Got it. Okay. Thank you. So I imagine that security and transparency and all of those things were really, really important up until a couple of weeks ago. And now all of a sudden, they're more important or the same
1: i would say they're more important um you know obviously the 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 recent developments with ftx um have left a sour taste in the average uh retail investor's mouth and it's it there's really no way to to skirt around that the person who was um you know rubbing shoulders with the people responsible for regulation is the same person who had one of the biggest fraud schemes in the history of mankind, right? So it it definitely gives people pause, gives people uh, concern and trepidation about whether or not this industry is for real. But I can tell you the underlying technology represents a new form of accounting a new form of record keeping and because this technology exists and because it can offer so many benefits to not only businesses, but the way that governments operate and the way that people interact with each other and the way they can control their data in an ever increasing uh, digital world. There's no there's no going back Pandora's box has been opened and this technology is here to stay the same way the Internet is is here just to this day, but you had people back in the eighties and and nineties saying, Oh, that'll never happen. People will never do all of their Christmas shopping from their computer at home. That's ludicrous. Um, (laughs) now, now we have cyber Monday, right? And, and you don't even do it from your PC. You do it from your smartphone, sitting on the sofa, drinking coffee at 7am, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It is a brave new world around every corner for sure. And looking back on this time, I think that you described it really well, talking about the dot-com collapse, it's sort of where we're at, um, and that was an awfully long time ago, but super interesting. And, and the promise of the blockchain, um, I think that, that that certainly makes sense to everybody and how why we don't vote using it and all that stuff is probably a conversation for another day, but perhaps that's something that y'all are, are working to tackle as well.
1: Uh, that's not in the, the the wheelhouse right now. that's not uh, that's not in the dev pipeline, but um, I'm an advocate of that. I'm an advocate of, of um, you know major uh, important processes being done on the blockchain. Obviously there's a, there's a growing pains that the industry is still going through with all the hacks that have been taking place. Um, it's not too dissimilar from the growing pains that Web2 went through in, in the tech industry in the early 2000s. Um, so, you know, uh, collectively as a, as an industry, we're learning from the missteps. Um, and when this tech finally gets dialed in, I think it's going to be revolutionary. This is the next major revolution for mankind. I mean, we just had a communication revolution only 30 years ago with the advent of the internet, but here we are again on the cusp of a finance and data storage, um, you know, revolution. So, so that,
0: that, that makes perfect sense. Um, we talk about swapping assets between major blockchains. That is, those are NFTs. So it's those non fungible tokens. So somebody is taking custody of the asset, and is it? Are you working with? I, I, I think I used the example of of, of Chase. So in, in this example, how is how is actual? Uh, fiat currency playing in if if at all.
1: Sure um, we're we're working right now with um, fiat on-ramp providers that essentially yeah act as like a a, a a bank essentially right they're they're receiving fiat and then they're giving out a, a, another currency uh, in kind um, and taking a little bit of a fee off the top to do so um, that is important. Right. That is that is that is definitely going to be a way in which we onboard more people into the industry. Um, However, I do think with the trillions of dollars that exist in the world right now is M1 money stock. Right. That people have uh, in piggy banks at home and their checking accounts and and et cetera, et cetera. How do we get that in mass into the industry? Right. How do we digitize all of the current money that's in the world? That's going to take. Uh, a government intervention and central bank intervention. And that's uh, another acronym that the average person is probably going to get sick of hearing in the coming decade is CBDC, Central Bank Digital Currency, Uh, essentially a crypto that represents fiat currency issued by a country's central bank. And I can definitely see a situation where, um, like back in the early 70s, the United States said, we are no longer accepting gold as legal tender. You have to turn that all in and we will compensate you for it one time tax-free and, and you know they got everybody off, off of gold, right? And then we shifted away from um, gold back fiat dollar. Something similar I think is going to happen here with CBDCs. They're going to say, we're no longer going to allow you to use cash as legal tender um, your digital dollars need to be converted into CBDC dollars. So, w- you know, work with your bank or go into a, a, you know, a participating bank and you'll be able to exchange all of the actual cash or digital dollars for a CBDC version of the U.S. dollar. And then that will extend to the euro, the, the yen, the yuan, the peso, et cetera, et cetera.
0: Makes sense. Only time will tell, Colin. Only, that only time will tell. Exactly. But I do,
1: I think that that is going to be the catalyst. Like, if there's going to be anything that gets the entirety of mankind shifted off of our old fiat monetary system, with the, the U.S. dollar acting as essentially a petrodollar, um, that event with CBDC issuance by governments around the world is going to be a paradigm shift for the entire global financial system, and that's really I, I is as much as Web three prepares for it uh, it's going to make our head spins when that day happens because we're going to have people influxing uh into the industry by the millions on a daily basis when that happens
0: yeah well con thank you so much for coming on do people will people are people directly going to rubik and signing up with you or are we using rubik without even realizing it
1: uh Currently, both. Uh, In the future, the goal is for people to be using Rubik without even realizing that they're using it. It's a a full white label solution um, and fully customizable. So when people do integrate our software development kit, it is um, up to them how they want to present it as a user interface and user experience. But all of the operations happening on the back end will will continue to happen, and and again, the goal is people won't even know they're using it. But if you want to go use Rubik right now, go check us out. Our website is rubik.exchange, and our actual uh, application is app.rubik.exchange. Again, currently servicing 26 blockchain networks. We have uh, sourced liquidity from over 70 decentralized exchanges. We're utilizing upwards of 28 bridge providers to interact between the different blockchain networks. And we have over 15,500 tokens in our ecosystem.
0: Excellent. Well, if you enjoyed as much as I did, show Colin your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to Rubic, R-U-B-I-C dot Exchange, and also check out app.rubic.exchange and Educate yourself a little further on what Colin and I have been talking about today. Thanks again, Colin. Thank you. And until next time, remember, do your part by doing your best.